There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Today we've got a great malicious compliance story of getting a teacher to let someone leave class two hours early. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, think we're equals? Okay then. This is a true story that involves three people, I, 27-year-old male, and the CFO of a small-ish company. Charlotte, 50-year-old female, is the administrative assistant, and Tom, 68-year-old male, is the CEO. I served as the assistant CFO for a few years, where Charlotte and I both directly reported to the CFO. I was somehow the bottom of the totem pole between Charlotte, the CFO, and myself, despite my title and pay. I received the work no one wanted to do. I went with it because I knew one day I'd be her boss. That day eventually came a few months back and things have only gotten worse. Charlotte has always considered herself a financial expert despite not knowing the bare minimum of accounting. When time came for us to create our official organizational structure chart showing who reports to who, Tom tasked Charlotte with it as things here are very straightforward. When I get the final chart, I'm outraged as I see that below Tom, instead of it being just myself, I see she's included her name as well. This was already approved by Tom and officially published. The audacity this woman had to think an administrative assistant is the same ranking as the CFO was baffling. But she also brown noses Tom, so I'm not surprised his decrepit self approved it. Now comes the good part. I mentioned this chart to several groups we work with, and they couldn't believe it. They are all aware of her incompetence and all want her gone as she affects their business. I decide that if I'm not her supervisor, then I don't need to check any of the work she does. I let this go for a few months and as much as it kills me, I leave all of her mistakes. Finally, the auditors come. They find numerous mistakes causing all of our public financial data to be incorrect. At first, they came to me wondering how it could be so inaccurate. I then gave them the system data showing that it was Charlotte who made all of the mistakes. They continued to push through, as in previous years, the responsibility fell on the CFO. I then reminded them of our organizational structure chart, showing that I was no longer in charge of what the administrative assistant did. They were upset, but one of the younger guys loved what I did. The auditors then strongly suggested that we fire Charlotte or they'd have to issue their report stating things were severely misstated. She was finally fired last week, and Tom was issued a significant fine for being the supervisor responsible. I hope they all learned their lesson, and I can hire a competent assistant now. I mean, the only thing I'm left wanting is hearing the details of how she got fired, and if she was told point-blank what went down, or given some clear understanding as to why they no longer have employment. I would just love to know that in her conquest to be on the same level as OP and or higher, they get revealed to themselves that they dug their own grave. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy awesome stories of malicious compliance, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is how I complied my way out of a parking ticket. A few years ago, I parked in a paid parking lot but forgot to buy a parking ticket. When I came back a few minutes later, I discovered an $80 ticket on my dash. 
While I was frustrated about my own forgetfulness, the ticket itself was fair. However, I came to discover that the amount they had charged me was not. Before leaving the lot, I noticed a small detail on the terms and conditions sign at the entrance of the lot. It said that a failure to pay for a parking ticket would result in a $70 ticket, not the $80 that I was charged. While I'm no lawyer, I do know that those signs essentially create an implicit contract upon entering the lot. Therefore, the company was technically violating their own contract by charging me extra. I appealed the ticket, stating that I would be happy to pay the agreed upon $70, but it was rejected. I then reached out directly to customer service, explaining the same situation. They rejected my request to pay the valid $70 because their ticket amounts are non-negotiable. Cue the malicious compliance. I realized that by their own words, they are the ones attempting to negotiate the price by charging me an extra $10. So I called up the supervisor of their claims department. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. She was already aware of this dispute and immediately attempted to shut me down, saying, The signage is not up for discussion. I reminded her that their company's policy states that ticket amounts are non-negotiable and that given what the terms on the sign stated, They were trying to negotiate a higher price. Once again, she shut me down, stating the signage is not up to discussion. The rest of the conversation went something like this. I said, so where can I escalate this from here? She said, there is no more escalation. Next stage is court. Cue more malicious compliance. I said, seems silly to go to court over $10, don't you think? She says, yeah, it does. I say, okay, well, I'll begin the small claims court process over the non-negotiable price issue then. She says, okay, I was having fun at this point and was fully ready to start taking legal steps over this $10 on a matter of principle and knowing that if I did, the company would immediately cave. Before doing that, however, I sent one final email to the vice president of the company. I explained the whole dispute, explaining the signage, their non-negotiable policy, and how the appeals supervisor told me my next step was to take it to court. I offered them the opportunity to resolve this civilly before going on to that stage. Not even three hours later, I got an email back, stating that my ticket had been fully cleared as a courtesy. I called their bluff, maliciously complying to the contract and the take-it-to-court attitude, and it worked. As an added bit of pettiness, I replied thanking them and cc'd the appeals supervisor. I then directly addressed her, telling her that this is how easy it could have been resolved if she would have actually addressed the signage issue. The moral of this story, push back against parking lot companies, they use shady practices and try to scare people into paying unjustly. Often a simple but credible legal threat will make any issue disappear. 
I think another thing to potentially take note of here is don't be afraid to try to find somebody higher up on the food chain that you can explain this to and try to offer, like OP suggested, a civil, honest resolution before it has to go any further. Let's be real, will it always or most of the time lead to a resolution you may like? Probably not. A lot of times they probably would straight up ignore you. But you would be surprised. This next story is, need an answer now? Okay. I work as a supervisor for a small family-run online designer bathroom retailer. Want more choice than the big box stores? You come to a company like us. We are also much cheaper than buying directly from a brand. Any return that is outside the standard 30 days would be at the discretion of the manufacturer slash brand. That doesn't mean no, but we need to check with the brand that a customer purchased and see if they would accept it back. And if so, would there be a restocking charge? I've had similar conversations like this many times over the years, but the one that sticks to my mind as the others, I try to be more helpful. A customer purchased a stone effect shower tray from us. The size he ordered would have weighed about 50 kilograms and had to be sent with a fragile goods carrier. About two months later, he called and advised my colleague that he had measured wrong and needed a different size. Annoying, but if you are reordering from the same brand, Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Then it will likely just be the cost of carriage for delivery, and collection and restocking is waived, even though it's outside of 30 days. However, we need to check with the brand to confirm this, as it isn't always the case. This is where the problem for him started. His plumbers are on site, and he needs an answer now. My colleague explained that it would only take an hour or two to get written confirmation from them, and that it would be two to three days delivery of the size he did need regardless. This was apparently not acceptable, and he got shouty and sweary and therefore ended up being transferred to me. Shouting at our staff because of a problem entirely of your own creating will make me immediately not want to go out of my way to help more than I have to. I explained to the customer the same thing as my colleague, and that because this is outside the returns period, the discretion is with the brand. But providing they order an alternate size, and that the one he has is in the original packaging and condition, that it should just be cost of carriage. That's when he reveals that his plumber actually threw away all the packaging for the tray, and that it was a ridiculous policy, the whole time still being very shouty and sweary. I explain that I can speak to the brand and see if they're able to repackage it, but that I know if they're able to do this, that they would impose a 25% restocking fee on top of the carriage charges. This was not acceptable. He needs a definite answer now. Enter malicious compliance. Okay. No. He was far too rude to continue any further, so he's getting the answer now. And that answer is no. Needless to say, he was not happy with no and then tried to make me check with them like I previously said I would, but I stuck to it and advised them that a return or exchange would not be accepted as it was outside of time, and he hung up out of anger. Never did hear from him again, not even in an angry review. 
I assume he paid to have a builder extend his walls to make the tray size work, as how specific of a tray he ordered would not have sold easily secondhand either. Moral of the story is be nice to people, or at the very least, don't be rude. And don't ask for an immediate answer if you're not happy with all the possible answers. This is like the equivalent of going up to somebody and saying, you can go out with me but I need an answer right now, and then them receiving utter shock when that person, when placed under pressure like that, understandably says, no. I don't know if this is this guy's like arguing tactic to try to get what he wants, but I don't think it's a very good one. Our next story is, I convinced my teacher to let me leave class two hours early by doing basically nothing. For context, I'm attending a trade school right now. The school only enrolls you in one class at a time, and each class lasts three weeks. The classes are Monday to Friday, and they're three hours long, 9.30 to 12.30. The last two days of each rotation are exam days, and on those days, the teachers will usually let you leave as soon as you finish your exams. I'm currently just over halfway done with school, and I have perfect attendance. I could leave class early without permission, but I would have to take an infraction, which would ruin my perfect attendance. So yesterday, we were doing the online final, the written final, and quiz retakes. I finished everything after about an hour, turned my papers in, and asked, So, am I good to go? The teacher, who we'll call Mr. D, said, No, you need to stay up till 12.30. Cue malicious compliance. I decided that instead of absent-mindedly scrolling Reddit for two freaking hours, I would mess with the teacher and hopefully make him regret keeping me there for no reason. This particular classroom is set up with two long tables for the students to sit at, with a teacher's desk at the end of one of the long tables. I went back to my seat, pulled my chair out and faced it towards him. I sat down, folded my hands over my lap, and just stared at him. I even tried on a subtle, creepy smile. I grew up with strict parents, so I knew that I could easily have kept that up for two hours if I wanted to. He glanced my way a few times. He started to look uncomfortable. After just 10 minutes, he finally said, Oh my god, are you done with everything? All your labs, homework, everything? I said, yes sir. Okay, fine. Goodbye. Go home. Jesus. I went home and thoroughly enjoyed my victory nap. Man, if I were in OP shoes, I would go home, I would crawl into that bed, and that would be probably the best nap of my life. I think I would be napping with a big old smile on my face. Our next story is, change the salary system after start date? More than happy to comply. Here's a little story about a summer job I did a while ago that y'all might enjoy. This happened a few years back. It was during summer break and I was back home from university, looking for something to do to keep me busy and to earn some cash. I stumbled upon an ad for a local music festival, needing help managing their concerts, mostly checking in visitors and also working as a driver. I reached out, said I would be interested, and tell them my hourly fee, which I earned for my last job. They answered back rather quickly and told me to start ASAP. Since they didn't argue with me about my proposed hourly rate, I gathered that they've accepted it. Well, a few days after I started working for them, one of the bosses approached me and said they don't exactly do the hourly rate, but rather pay a fixed price for a day you worked for them. At first, I was annoyed since it would have been much less than I initially thought I would earn. But then I realized I can just use their own system against them. Want me to go around and hand out flyers to people for 30 minutes? Yep. This will be noted as a whole day. 
Want me to go collect additional chairs and bring them to the venue for 20 minutes? Yep, another day added. You get my system by now. Oh, that sweet, sweet moment. When after the whole gig, I handed my registered day's calculation to the boss. She looked at it. Her eyes turned wide and you could see her thought process on her face calculating. I simply grinned while she realized that her system absolutely backfired with me and they played themselves. I ended up earning more than they would have paid me with the hourly system I proposed. One week later, I had the money in my bank account. Weirdly enough, I never heard back. Would have loved to work with them again. Now, I don't know how on the books this job was, but isn't what OP did some kind of wage theft? Or I guess maybe it's called like employee theft or I don't know. I mean, I don't really subscribe to the belief that a good malicious compliance can literally just mean misrepresenting and reporting way more hours than you actually worked. I actually don't understand functionally how this is supposed to work. Like, shouldn't somebody have looked at this and realized something's wrong here and try to do some like double checking, some auditing to make sure, hey, this person didn't work a full day here, right? But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely awesome malicious compliance story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.